Welcome to Narrow Way to Broadway, a podcast for people of faith with a passion for the arts. Each episode is designed to foster community for the thespian and non-thespian and the believer and non-believer alike by navigating topics affecting the hearts, minds, and homes of artists everywhere. Thanks for joining. What's up? We are back. Welcome to Narrow Way to Broadway Season 2. My name's Philip. I'm one of your co-hosts. And on behalf of Emma and myself, I want to say thank you so much for listening. Thank you for your support in season number one. And we are so expectant for what God's going to be doing through season number two of Narrow Way to Broadway. So over the past month, Emma and I have had a lot of time to prepare what's going to be happening in season number two. And we have so many really great guests lined up that have just incredible perspectives on life as believers and artists. Um, And we also have some really cool plans on building our community, building our connection with one another as part of the Narrow Way to Broadway family. And a big way that we're gonna be rolling that out on a daily basis is over on our Instagram page. So if you don't already follow us over on Instagram, at inwaybway, go ahead and do that. We're gonna be sharing a lot of information in the coming weeks about a really cool plan that we have to be able to unify our community more and help you realize that you're not alone in this pursuit of Christ and the arts. So for our first episode of the season, our special guest is James Phobes. He is a new friend of mine. I'm so glad that we have met um, and he has so much amazing stuff to share with you all today. So without further ado, let's welcome James to the podcast. (laughs) Hi, (laughs) I thought that was the test. My bad. (laughs) No, you're so good. I I love that. We're going to keep that. So James, it's really funny how we found you. So Emma and I have been talking a lot about how we wanted to have like a guy that was a student and a believer on the podcast to talk a little bit. And we were like, um, where, like, where are we going to find that? Like we were talking to people and we were having kind of a hard time finding someone. And then we watched the infamous, um, Michigan class <laughs> of 2021 intro yeah. video. And I saw you come across the screen with your shirt and your like title. Uh, I think it was work hard, pray harder. That's right. Yeah. And, and I was like, Emma, who's this kid? And she's like, wait, I think I have a friend that's connected to him. It's um, true. <laughs> and so I was like, well, we've got to like reach out to him at least and see if he wants to do it. So, yeah. So that's how, yeah. <laughs> that's how. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm uh, honored that y'all reached out. That's, yeah. I, and we yeah. are, we're so glad that we found you and guys, I, I know if you're as big of musical theater freaks as a lot of us are that listen, <laughs> listen to the podcast are that you've seen the Michigan entrance videos but this one this year especially is like oh it's just so cool and so brilliantly done um the arrangements and yeah just I'm like I'm blown away by my by my peers I'm a I I did not do as much of the heavy lifting as as some of my peers like I'm just blown away by them uh I was just happy to be in it honestly like it's cool it's cool to be there yeah totally and we will we'll link that somewhere in like our description somewhere on instagram so be watching out for that um so if you haven't seen it you can check it out and if you have seen it already you probably want to watch it again because it's so fantastic um but to get started james like 
just give us a brief overview of how you came to theater. Yeah. So uh, like a lot of guys in theater, it seems like I started in sports and um, about I, I didn't really get connected with theater until I was in middle school. Um, I was in the middle of playing both baseball and football and a community theater needed uh, some boys. And so they reached out to uh, my brother and I. Uh, There's a, a, a lady we know from church. Her son was in the production of Tom Sawyer and she reached out and I couldn't, but my brother did. Uh, and he actually booked Huck Finn and, uh, and I got to watch him do that with a really cool, uh, local community theater. And I remember watching that production and just being so attracted by, you know, I was obviously moved watching my brother, you know, sing and play the role of Huckleberry Finn because um, I love him very much. And it just was cool to watch him do that. But then I saw the way that everyone interacted with each other. And it was so different than sports. Um, it was just so like, you know how theater people are when they when you meet them, they, they give you a hug. Like that's not a normal thing in, in sports. Like people don't do that. They'll, they'll like throw you a like a mean mug or something they'll look at you like i don't know it's just weird it's it's a different different culture or i don't know so uh as soon as as soon as the next year rolled around i auditioned for uh actually i was at a callback that my brother was at for it was for camp rock the musical uh Come camp, on. camp rock <laughs> to the musical i mind you not not even the first one Oh, yeah. but Camp Rock to the musical. And it was actually a super fun musical to be a part of, but um, I, I didn't audition. Uh, I was at my brother's callback and the director, because it is community theater. So, I mean, the director was like, I think he saw that there were boys in the audience. And so they were like, they still needed boys. So they kind of threw out a last minute, like, hey, if you want to audition last minute, uh, you're welcome. And I remember uh feeling like that was for me and then i like i i i honestly at the time i felt like god was pushing me to audition and i didn't know any songs and i was like super nervous really suddenly and i actually went in the bathroom and like paced around and prayed about it and then i went and told my mom and she was just so happy uh she was like i was like mom i think god's calling me to audition and she she didn't tell me this until years later, but she was just excited to at the the idea of both my brother and I doing the same thing at once. So she didn't have to drive us all around in different locations around town. She could just worry about one one location. <laughs> but um, but so she was like, "Yeah, do it." And um, the only song that I knew was the campfire song song from SpongeBob SquarePants, and. So I sang that and uh, I booked the ensemble Woo! and uh, and then I've just been I, I did community theater with them until I got connected with uh, a performing arts program uh, called Pebble Brook High School, uh, Cobb County Center for Excellence in the Performing Arts. Uh, and that kind of plunged me into a a, a, a level of training that was really intense and um i just so valuable uh 
I, I would not have uh, ever gotten into a school like Michigan without uh, what I learned there. So, but yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of it. Totally. So I, yeah, um, I'd love to hear the campfire song from SpongeBob. I, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean, I could, I could whip it out. I SpongeBob was very important to me as a kid, so uh, I was, I was kind of raised on that. So <laughs> SpongeBob was only we didn't have cable at my house growing up, so SpongeBob was oh. <laughs> like a special treat when I went to my grandma's house. But yeah, we love yeah, him yeah. and thank God for SpongeBob the musical. But I also, oh my God, I also yeah. want to say like shout out to the parents that have driven so many of us around and have supported absolutely um you know so many of us in our in our um pursuits to do this because like they're the real champs and mvps it seems like a small thing like just driving people around but it really does like change change lives yeah it's it, such a big deal the consistency of of getting your kid around to opportunities is totally uh, huge totally and one thing that i I kind of wanted to talk about with you a little bit because I know in this way we kind of have similar stories is in the sense of like coming from a family that is rooted in faith and um, also is very supportive. I mean, that's something that I I realized was a blessing as a kid and that other people didn't have. But, um, you know, I kind of went along with the sense of like, well, yeah, this is like, cool but also like i wish i had a struggle or something in my life when it came to that area but over the past few years i've really come to feel like wow that is like such a blessing to have grown up in a family deeply rooted in faith that was very supportive and tell me a little i want to hear a little bit about like your family and kind of like the generations of of faith that brought you to where you are today yeah, I, I would love to talk about that. So I, you know, I'm really grateful. I was born into a family of uh, believers and um, it really, you know, of course, over time, I've, I've had to make it my own. We, and we, we talked about that a little bit, but um, I, you know, uh, I'm just, so my grandparents, both sets of my grandparents are missionaries. Um, two of them go back and forth, uh, between here and China, um, actually, when my grandfather proposed to my my grandmother, this my uh, my mom's parents, my grandfather said to my grandmother, "Will you go to China and die with me?" Uh, and that was his proposal, uh, just like to to do that. So they've been doing that for the past, gosh, like I'd say over fifty years now. And wow. then my my dad's parents. Um, my my grandfather on that side he was born into um a family uh i believe it was they were i think it's unitarian where they kind of believe that every religion is right i i think that's the uh i think that's what he was raised in and um and he which for him that kind of translated to just kind of live your life however you want um and so he really didn't have a faith in anything, um, you know, um, but he actually served in the Air Force um, back when the Berlin Wall was up. He, he was over there in Germany and he almost died. And uh, when he 
their plane was like running out of fuel. And, you know, this is like one of those crazy sounding stories that you and I talked about wanting, but, you know, they're running out of fuel and he said a prayer like, God, if you'll help me survive this, then I promise I'll pursue you. And uh, he survived and he went straight to the chaplain on their base. And every question uh, that he had, the chaplain flipped to a page in the Bible, flipped to some scripture with an answer. And, um, and so then he, that was with the navigators organization. It's a lot like uh, Campus Crusade. Uh, it's one of those collegiate ministries, but they invited him to do an internship uh, in Colorado Springs. That's where their headquarters is. He met my grandmother there and the two of them have been in ministry with the navigators ever since then they're in their seventies now. So, um, but, um, yeah, so I, I think like, like I, I was thinking about that question, like how, how has come, how has coming from a family rooted in faith impacted me? And I think, uh, the biggest thing, because obviously nobody's parents are perfect, um, uh, but the biggest thing is that they've always pointed at Jesus uh, Christ. And um, even with all the flaws, like that has been, that's been the determining factor um, of my life is that they've always pointed um, back to Christ. And I'm able to do that with them. You know, like we, we share that with each other, but I think that's the, absolutely the, the biggest thing uh, for me. Amen. That is so good. Uh, one thing that I, want to share is something that God's been teaching me about is I, I'm, I just started reading through um, the Bible from beginning to end um, again, but this time I wanted to really delve into each chapter and just like take as much time as I need instead of trying to read the Bible in a year. I'm just like taking as much time as I need to get through it. But yeah. I have been really uh, delving into Genesis, of course, first chapter of the Bible and reading about the families and the blessings on the generations that God gives um, the people, specifically Abraham at the beginning of human history. And, you know, like, I think something that's so cool is, is God's blessing of generate, like blessing yeah. that has passed down through generations that like today we still get to partake in that blessing that God gave to Abraham thousands and thousands yeah. and thousands of years ago, we are just as much a part of that blessing yeah. as he was the day that God gave him With, that blessing. So and weird. we are a part of a spiritual family that is so as, as expansive as the grains of sand that like cover this or like that is absolutely unfathomable for us as, um, as humans, mm -hmm. but such a cool truth that we get to live in. And, um, you know, it's, it's really helped me think about the sense of like my faith when yeah. it became my own and that bridge that people have to cross specifically, I was thinking about, um, in the context of the story of, um, of Jacob, when he is wrestling with God and that's the moment where his faith becomes his own. And all these people in the old Testament yeah. have, um, and everyone in the Bible have moments where they really realize who God is, who Jesus is to them. And, um, you know, I'd like to hear kind of that story from your perspective. For me, yeah. um, you know, my faith became my own kind of my senior year of high school. Um, then I kind of like 
tried to move away from the faith a little bit, not <laughs> was not very successful in that. Um, Obviously. <laughs> then, then day one back in college, I was like right back with the church, right back into yeah. it with them. And, uh, th- you know, that's when my faith became my own. It's when I had like a core community of believers in um, college. But what's your story? Yeah. So for me, it was the summer between my sophomore and junior year of high school. I went to an incredible performing arts uh, intensive called the the Performing Arts Project. Uh, And it was such an incredible summer and actually, you know, God opened up some really big doors financially for me to be able to afford that program. And uh, so just even being there was a miracle. And I remember being there and I was rooming with uh, and just like really good friends with the people that I was uh, in circles with there. like I love them so much, but they are the smartest agnostic folks I've ever met in my life. You know, it's, they, they are just so intelligent. They're just smart people. And I can't, they're not people that at the time, like this first time I heard questions about my faith that I had never heard before. You know, it's like those questions that um, in Christian circles, people get nervous to ask because they're worried uh, either, either they, they get worried to ask questions like that because they assume that everyone around them knows the answer and the answer should be obvious so that if you don't know, then, uh, you know, there's, there's this weird barrier, you know, about asking questions that are hard. Um, so there were a lot of things I just hadn't heard yet. And so, you know, a lot of times this happens with people when they go to college is they hear these questions and then they, they assume, because they've never heard the questions before that there's not an answer. And um, I was really close to just assuming that there was an answers to those questions. Cause I didn't have them at my disposal immediately. And I remember talking to um, it's amazing. Uh, the people that God places in your life and the timing of that, um, because I actually had a friend there who was uh, I met there and she was a, a believer as well. And we connected over that. and. I remember confiding in her late one night about my doubts and just like what I was really struggling with. And she responded with, I don't know the answers to those questions either, but I know that I have encountered the presence of the Holy Spirit. I've seen God work in my life in ways that are undeniable. And for me at the moment, even at that time, like, I just heard that and I recalled every other moment in my life, including the financial, uh, the most immediate example I had was the miracle of being able to pay for TPAP uh, and things that I are obviously God, like they cannot be anything but God. I, I think about all the times where I've been in a, a worship service or just a, in a group of friends worshiping and worshiping our, our God and, and feeling the presence of the Holy Spirit seeing people get healed miraculously after being prayed for all those times, you know? And so all those rushed through my head. And for me, that was enough to keep me pursuing Christ. And since then, it's really exciting because I've been able to engage with, with those questions a little bit more. And I've, for many of those questions, like I've, I've come across really solid responses. Um, you know, we can't we can't always answer every question without a shadow of a doubt. 
you know, we do need faith. Like that's why it exists is because there's certain things like that we can't see, but, um, and can't know just there's, there's, there's knowledge that's not of this world. Uh, so it's, it's not something that we can explain, but for me, it was that summer. Uh, and it's, yeah. Yeah. So it's really interesting. Also, I told you this also, but I, I think it's interesting that same summer, one of my best friends from my neighborhood, like had the same experience and he walked away from his faith. And, um, I just, I was talking with, we're still really good friends, but the two of us talked about that. Uh, I, I just thought that was interesting, uh, that I could have, I was just so, so close to walking away from, uh, my faith that summer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that, you know, that personal, the aspect of your personal testimony is, when it comes down to sharing Jesus is, is all you have. Um, you know, of course, like we have the Bible, we have um, history that like backs us up, but also, like you said, there's not answers to every question, but, you know, as believers, the only thing we can do when we share Jesus with other people is just let his light shine through us and tell how he's transformed our lives. And, you know, this kind of ties back into um, faith becoming your own, like generational faith and the blessing of that. Um, yeah. That's a really powerful testimony to have and to be able to share with each other about the goodness that God has, you know, given you through your family and continues to impart to you. So yeah, yeah. really cool. So, yeah. you know, you went through that season and- um then you ended up at um, University of Michigan yes, for theater. So as a student, how did you find community um, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Community as a believer, but also like just with other students at your school? Yeah. So I, that was something I was really anxious about uh, as I wrapped up my senior year of high school and prepared that summer to go to school. That was one thing I was, I, I knew, like, because I know how important community is, especially a Christ-minded community um, of people that you can lean on and confide in about, uh, th like, just the things that are going on in your life. It's, it's vital, you know? And um, so I was, I was nervous that I was going to struggle to find somebody, even just somebody, not, you know, not even a community. I was just like, I have no idea what... Uh, the enemy had a lot of fears going through my head. And uh, the cool thing is, as soon as I got there, community literally found me. I uh, I saw chalk on the sidewalks of, of different churches around the area. And I just kind of happened to see one. I didn't think anything of it. You know, I didn't think much of it. But they were like, free bagels, uh, H2O Campus Church. Uh, and they, they meet in the Rackham building. You know, it's the... One of, the, one of the buildings on campus and I rent that space out and I saw that and I didn't think much of it. And actually I was exploring uh, North campus. We're on the North campus diag with my brand new classmates. Um, all of them are in the video, the entrance video, but there are about five of us together exploring. And we came across a couple with some really, really cute uh, children, some really cute, like there's a little girl, and a little boy that they're playing on the swing set. 
And so we kind of like stopped because they were, we were like, oh, they're so cute. Actually, no, we didn't stop because uh, their mom was like, look at our kids. Aren't they so cute? We didn't even say anything to them first. Their mom, uh, actually, Miss Julie, uh, was like, aren't my kids cute? <laughs> and um, that drew, drew us over and we started talking to them. And I come to find out, I come to find out that uh, Pastor uh, uh, Chris Payne was was there with his wife Julie and their kids, and he's one of the pastors of H2O Campus Church. And um, I, <laughs> I you know, we talked to them, and they were, you know, I I found out that uh, they were, uh, you know, not just believers but uh, pastoring a church, and I was like, that's awesome. And I, you know, seemed like really kind, and uh, I was just so excited about meeting them. Uh, and so I checked out the church the next day, um, or the next, you know, when that next Sunday came up, I went to their church. And, um, you know, I at that first meeting, uh, that was where I met uh, Micah Smiley, who's been my mentor for the past three years. And he asked me if I wanted to do a study with him, and the rest is history. You know, we. Uh, he's discipled me throughout the years and we've led a Bible study together. Uh, and, you know, I've just, I found such a, an incredible uh, church community with them. Um, people that I can, I can reach out to in the middle of the night and I know they'll got, they'll get my back. You know, I can, I can sleep on their couch. I can whatever, you know? Um, and, uh, and then I guess in terms of like community in general, you know, of course, I had my class of 24 musical theater uh, majors, and we were we were all tight really quickly, of course, uh, living in the same dorm. Uh, and I adore each and every one of them. I love them so much. Um, but I, I realized very quickly that college is so much different than than every other aspect of life before that, because um, community building is is has to be intentional. And I just didn't know that if you, if you're not intentional about community building, uh, it's just not going to happen. Like people, you don't run into people, at least on the U of M campus with it being so big. Um, even the people, you know, if, if you're not in a class with somebody, you just don't see them. And, um, so I realized like, oh, I have to go out of my way to reach out, you know? And so that was something, one of the biggest lessons for me early on was, how intentional building community has to be. I know that community building is like, oh, it's something that I'm going through right now, just having moved to a new place and working with new people that I, I just don't like know anyone here. Community building is such a challenge. Yeah. So I challenge, you know, those of you that might be listening today that are looking for um, community or maybe struggling with finding that and, yeah. um, you know, stuck in kind of like the depression of <laughs> the depression that you kind of fall in without community. Yeah, it's, it's true. It's, it's so real. You're just like in your room by yourself and it's dark and cold and you're just like, oh, I'm so alone. It's not true. Totally. Just call somebody. Totally. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Call someone, text someone. And I know I've said this on the podcast before. The worst thing that someone can say is no. And then yeah. you move on. And yeah. if they don't want to don't want to hang out or they can't hang out, that's okay, you know. Yeah, that just made me think of something really cool. Actually, 
yeah, go for so, it. This is a Pastor Chris uh, saying that he threw out uh, when we, we were doing a discipleship training and we were talking about, well, I think this applies to community building too. Like what you just said is um, he'll say, he said, some will, some won't. So what? Some will. Ooh. <laughs> I need to write that down. Yeah. Everyone get out your pen and paper, write that down, put yeah. that on a, on a sticky note yeah. and stick that all over your house. That is good stuff. Yeah. So to kind of wrap things up, um, I like to end all my episodes that I do with people this way, but what is something that God's teaching you right now in this current um, yeah. time in your life? Yeah, that's a, that's a loaded question. Um, but <laughs> uh, that's why I chose it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So um, I, I haven't shared this yet, but I think, I think it's, it's about time for me to uh, share it. Um, Cause it's gone, it's happened. And uh, I think, um, but I, I've actually uh, had to take at least this semester away from U of M. Um, I'm actually on leave right now. And I plan to be back. Um, it has to do with, you know, has to do with money, financial stuff. But uh, I won't get into that very much. But um, I've had to make the hard decision of stepping away for a season. And um, and so that's been kind of challenging. Like, as soon as we finished filming the entrance, I, I went back to uh, Georgia. I'm actually back in Georgia right now. So, but, um, yeah, I bring that up. God's been, like, humbling me a lot throughout this season and like teaching me because it, it's not been, I've had a lot of emotions about it, um, you know, uh, happening. And it's interesting. I think back to, um, think back to the beginning of this year and, uh, I actually, well, um, I started to name each year. I pray, uh, uh, this is something my, my church community got me into doing every year, We'll pray about just a word for the year to kind of almost like a theme, but just a word. So my junior year uh, was joy. It was a year for joy, right? And then this year, uh, God said, this is going to be a year for patience and hope. And I had no idea the what that meant back in January, you know, but I've just seen that unfold in crazy ways. Um, like I was telling you right before we started this, uh, podcast, we were, we were talking a little bit and I, we were, uh, we were talking about Bishop T.D. Jakes. He's, he's this awesome, uh, pastor. Uh, and I, I was talking about a prophetic word that he shared back in February, uh, mid February of 2020. And I heard that. And that was the first time I had heard him speak. It was on Instagram. I was just, I just kind of scrolled past it and I was just so moved by his words and the way that he spoke. Um, and I've listened to him a lot since, but it, the prophetic word was something is about to snap. Something is about to snap in your life. Something that's been holding you down for years is about to snap. And you're going to thank God for and it's going to it's going to be something that's pushing you over the edge. You're going to thank God for the trouble that pushed you over the edge to your breaking point uh because it's going to be the reason for all of the healing and the changed life that you've been praying for. And um 
I just heard that and I was like, whoa, that is awesome. There's something about that. And I shared it on my Instagram or, you know, and I, I, that was it. I didn't think of it until a month later when uh, everything kind of hit the fan with COVID. And, um, I, you know, I, I've seen that since in the past six months, I've seen that prophetic word on, on, you know, just unravel itself um, to be absolutely just spot on in on a global level, on a national level, on a local level, and a very private level. And um, it's been very challenging. Um, of course, like everyone's going through a lot these days. Um, but I think to have that word in my mind kind of just echoing has, has given me a lot of hope. And because of that hope, I'm able to be patient. And what is the name of this year? It's a year for hope and patience. So that's one of, one of the biggest things for sure that um, God's been God's been teaching me. Um, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Well, thank you so much for for sharing that with us. I know that's uh, something that's that's hard to work work through and like have to deal with, especially you know as as an actor and someone that like is so close to what looks like the finish line or what looks like success yeah um as a performer but um you know like when it comes to the kingdom of god like we already have the victory mm -hmm. this is obviously a part of god's yeah um, plan and a huge part of your story so i'm i'm so glad that you're getting to share this uh this experience with people and i just want i just want to like speak over you and just like say thank you for um you know the posture of humility that i can tell that you carry um with you and just the just through the conversation that we've had i can tell that you um really Thanks, enter buddy. into relationship and and the presence of god and um people's lives with a posture of humility and that does not go unseen um, by me that doesn't go unseen by God and God has so much to say about what how he um, rewards people for humility yeah. um, so I just want to want to lift you up in that and thank you so much for thank you for joining us today yeah and for sharing your story about so we covered so many different topics <laughs> yeah. on the episode today so i i really really learned a lot from you james and i'm so excited that likewise you know we're going to get to continue this relationship together as family in christ and yeah you know, continue building that kingdom for the lord absolutely yeah uh, really quickly like uh before we finish i i'm just thinking back to when you first texted me and we were talking about um, other other men of Christ in this field, and um, just like that, we were both so excited uh, just to be in each other's lives now. Uh, just like finding a, it feels like fine. It really is finding family, and so I'm so excited to um, continue to get to know you, Philip. Uh, it's it's exciting to me, and um, I'm so grateful that y'all uh, Pat are, are chose to have me on this podcast. Um, I think it's, uh, it's, I'm just really like, I, I'm kind of surprised that, <laughs> that, 
the the name I put on that T-shirt uh, is, <laughs> is what connected us. Yes, let's go. Uh, <laughs> I, I had I did not that that was not something that crossed my mind when I when I decided to make that the name of my shirt. Hey, but you never know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you, you truly never know. Oh my goodness! Totally, ma'am. Well, again, thank you so much for being with us today, and uh, we look forward to seeing what you're up to in the future. Thanks, Philip. God bless you. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Narrow Way to Broadway podcast. If you enjoyed listening, please subscribe. We release new episodes the first and third Monday of the month. For more information on what we're up to, follow us on Instagram at InwayBWay.